Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success, for real. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. That's what I tell people all the time. Basically, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gift. And most importantly, don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. My guests on the show today are Tiffany Halls and Tiana Harrison. T and T. They're oh, starting yes. a new original <laughs> unscripted series for own ladies who list Atlanta real estate. You know, I'm telling you something. You know, we, you know that's that's a whole world. For me. So this is really going to be a, a really informative interview. But really, one of the few interviews I get on the show that really I, they, they got to answer some personal questions about myself because I've been signing the paper. I don't know what I've been signing all those years. <laughs> the show is about six top-notch female real estate professionals who sell the city of Atlanta while juggling active social and personal lives. But in a business where relationships matter, drama often comes with the territory. Let me give you a little more detail about my guest, Tiffany Haas, graduated from Atlanta's John Marshall Law School in December of 2013. And prior to that, laws. Prior to law school, Ms. Halls worked as a real estate paralegal for more than eight years. Tina Harrison is a rising superstar, as they say. She, she attended Tennessee State <laughs> University on a track and field scholarship. Let me see if she can still sprint now, okay? And before receiving her Georgia Bulldog degree from the University of Georgia, you know, she's bragging both ways, HBCU and national oh. championship. So we got to talk about that. We'll be discussing the key themes in the show, real estate, success, friendship, business women, which is really, really important, especially with, uh, you know, Women's History Month is becoming so prominent, which is the month of March, every year on the calendar, motherhood, which is also important, marriage and love. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass from their own series, Ladies Who List Atlanta, Tiffany Halls and Tiana Harrison. How you doing, ladies? Hi. Huh? Oh, that was a lot, wasn't it? That was a lot, wasn't it? Did I miss yeah. anything? <laughs> I, I, I know I missed the superstar, the, the superstar Super Bowl husband. I remember I missed him, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk about him. So let's start with you, uh, Tiffany. How's life treating you 
before the show, because what I try to do on Money Making Conversation Masterclass, I try to get nuggets of information because people, in a sense, want to be you, in a sense, before you came on television. A lot of people aspire to do what you do. What are some of the mistakes that people make or assume when they get it when they get an opportunity to pursue your career type? Um, I think in the um, number one, thank you so much for having me on your show. I do want to um, show you my appreciation for that. Thank you. But I think what in the world of social media, a lot of people think it's easy or think that success comes overnight. So in order for me to have went to law school, I first had to graduate undergrad. So this law school thing and me becoming a lawyer started back in 2006. Mm -hmm. And so 10 years from that is 2016, you know, and now we're in 2022. This is years (laughs) and years of work just to get to where I am. And I think that in the world of social media, people think that it happens overnight. So when their dream is not happening fast enough, Mm -hmm. they think that maybe other people had like a hand up or somebody like, you know, gave them what they had. But in reality, anything, um, any type of success comes with time and it comes with a lot of work and a lot of focus and a lot of dedication and just simply sticking to the path. And so what I would want people to know from me is that this is definitely not a dream that happened overnight. This is something that I've been working on for years, for almost 20 years at this point. Wow. Congratulations. Tiana Harrison. Uh, they, they, they list the show as, you know, they have Kiana. She's a broker. Crystal, she's a closing attorney. Robin, she's a broker. And Tiffany, she mentioned her law background. She's a closing attorney. And Tiana, right. you are a luxury agent. And Kira is a luxury agent. Now, what 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 is the word luxury? Because is that a, a certain cutoff? Is five hundred thousand dollars and up luxury? A million dollars and up luxury? What is the word luxury pop into the real estate business? <laughs> I'm like, I want to know if I'm in a luxury house, basically. <laughs> so, Rashawn, thank you for having me. I will dive right into it. Um, and I have actually adopted this from my counterpart, um, Tiffany, that luxury is the ability to purchase, period, especially because there have been so many different disparities within our community. Mm-hmm. So for me, luxury is being able to get to the closing table to accomplish a dream of mm-hmm. home ownership. Mm-hmm. You stated that you have purchased real estate on the commercial and residential mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. So that is a luxury in general. Yes. We are in the South, so it could be subjective to price point. There are certain areas that you can go to where luxury right might mean $500,000 and up. And then other areas where luxury is a million and up. So it just depends pins because still with being in the South, you can definitely get more for your money as opposed to our alternative um, bigger cities. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Yeah, I want to just tell you ladies, first of all, I find you both compelling. And so I want to bring you back on my show. We're going to do this interview because I love having both of you. But I also want to give you your value because each one of you I could have spoken to individually. Uh, 
That's how compelling you are because of the fact that I've done my research and then it's, it's, you know, the whole television show is a component that as to why we're doing this interview today. But what you're accomplishing as black women is equally powerful because of the fact that, you know, we all know uh, discrimination deal issues out there. You are a woman, you are attractive women. And so that means that there's a certain stereotype that can come with that, unfortunately, from men and also from women. OK, so when you when you when you roll it through the whole process, especially on the legal end, Tiffany, what do what do you find that disappoints you as far as what people uh, the perception that people have about you? And maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've been black all my life. So I know what, I know what racism is. and I know what stereotypes is. And I know I've been underpaid and I know I've been discarded because of the color of my skin. Talk to us about your journey, which also was led to this television show. But it has been a journey, like you said. In your early uh, speak, early presentation, talk about that. Okay, so we can talk about this um, in two ways, and this is actually something that is kind of on the surface of what's going on in my life right now. But we will talk about just being a black woman attorney um, in Georgia, and so sometimes we are looked at as if we don't have enough education to be able to make proper decisions. I've had times where I would be at the closing table and somebody would say to me or prior to the closing table, I'm going to call so-and-so white law firm to see if what you're saying is legitimate because I don't believe you. Wow. I don't think that you know what you're doing, which is fine. You know, this is what I tell people all the time. We all pass the same bar, you know? <laughs> and so that par- that bar is what equalized all of us. It didn't matter what school you went to. It didn't matter your level of education. In order to become an attorney, you had to pass that bar. And I did so on the first time with flying colors. So when people want to um, say that maybe I'm not as educated because the color of my skin or maybe because of how I look, um, you know, I just take it with a grain of salt because I know who I am and I know my education and I have a successful black law firm in Atlanta that are that is doing wonderfully, not just amongst people who look like me, but amongst my other counterparts, they still support um, my business. And I'm just as successful because of them as well. Um, within our community, there is so since the last episode, I don't know if you've been able to get caught up me and the other closing attorney. It's not that we like each other or we dislike each other. We've just never grown into having a friendship mm-hmm. and viewers of the show have turned that into maybe possibly me not liking Crystal because of the color of her skin, because right. she's darker right. than me. Mm-hmm. And so you're they're bringing in this whole colorism thing. I did a lot with my mother, which if people see my mother, my mother is darker than every castmate on Ladies Who List. Colorism was a huge thing um, with her and with the upbringing of me. It is something that we talked about. Mm -hmm. My mother was in a household where all her siblings were lighter than her. Her mother and her father were lighter than her. And so she grew up being the black child. And this shaped her into not even wanting dark-skinned children because she felt like the the darkness of her skin was negative, which is why you have me, a mixed child. You know what I'm saying? So it's really deeply rooted. It's a really big 
issue and it has affected my family seriously. And to have viewers try to accuse me of doing so, which I never respond to any of the entertainment opinions, right. but this kind of hit me hard because I know personally what I've gone through. So you kind of get it from both sides, but in all of it, you have to, I have to remain positive and grateful that number one, I even have this platform to be able to discuss issues like this. Right. And I have this platform to show people, it doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're white, you can succeed and, and do what's necessary to get to wherever you want to go. Wow. And I understand that. I have six sisters, two brothers, you know, and uh, you know, it's interesting in a black family, nobody's the same shade. I'm sorry. That's I mean, right. <laughs> you know, I look at my family, okay, she's that light skin, she's that color, she's she's mocha. But Tiana, you know, you you know, to do this show, that's when I interview people who are on these type of shows, these unscripted shows, you know, you can become a victim of editing. You can become a victim of the story. You know, that's not that's not how it really went. But they're trying to be entertainment, <laughs> and you have to deal with it on social media. You have to explain yourself sometimes. Now, you know, I, I, I know why we do this. You know, we try to broaden our career. We try to build our brand. We try to build our social media. Also, to, uh, these are basically can be giant info commercials if it works out right. That's correct. Okay. Now, you being who you are, you know, you already come from, I would say, a, a celebrity-type background because of your, your 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 husband. You know, he's high-profile football player, Super Bowl champion twice, Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way, my favorite team. Okay, <laughs> and uh, so I throw that out there, yeah. And so, uh, so talk about, the, you know, because that can come into your into this conversation, and I'll be honest with you, it, you know, that was a huge part of your bio was him. And I cut it out. I went, I ain't, ain't going to put this as part of her intro. This ain't got nothing to do with her. And then, but people want to throw that in. So, so, But you're trying to build who you are, your brand. Talk about that leveling of trying to build your brand and why you're doing this show. Right. So, uh, you know, it's it's a little bit of a challenge because <laughs> while my brand is something that I had to get out there and work at and work on, my husband is an integral part of my journey. Yes. So if you know me, you understand that I'm so inclusive, totally mm -hmm. inclusive of the black male leadership influence. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that is my thing. So I never want to exclude him mm -hmm. from my story. So I was, was I wrong? Was I wrong that year? I was wrong. No, no, no. Okay. no you, were, you were absolutely on top of it. And that, and I'm glad that you brought that up. But I have to tell you how much I promote um, men in your position. Mm -hmm. I promote men in my husband's position because he supports who I am and he supports what I do. And he would have had the same response that you did. Wait a minute. This is a, a, a dominant <laughs> Black female who is doing amazing things. So that is his stance as well. So when it came down to that you can't negate the story exact but as you're stating i had to put in a lot of groundwork to get me where i am right now i had to cultivate a lot of different relationships i had to make sure that the respect was mutual on both sides of the fence as far as you know within my clientele and as far as our household yes. so having that having that respect from him and for him has totally been a um, 
been instrumental mm-hmm. in my progress and my development and the success that I've had. So I hope that answers it a little bit. He's great at what he's does, what he does, and what he has done in the past. But we have um, triumphed through some very difficult times. So I didn't come into this, you know, with the financial status that some may feel. But we work together throughout go. those transitions mm-hmm. of football mm-hmm. to get to where we both are right now. There you go. I love it. I love it. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now I got to, this is where the interview becomes selfish now, you know, because I bought a few houses in my time. I'm talking to the closing attorney here, okay? And they slide that big old piece of paper in front. I mean, it ain't a piece of paper. I wish it was a piece of paper. I may take the time to read it. It's about, it's a Bible. It's really a Bible. Nobody reads a Bible in one day, okay? And you got to close on the day that they tell you to. So could you please tell me, Tiffany Halls, no, first time bar, passed it. Georgia law, Mm -hmm. you know it. Black (laughs) and white, you the best. What is in that deck of pages 
that I can't under I can't, I can't take time. What the and the if the or the ooh because of that or who your, your cousin name by being there you don't even know. <laughs> Help me out. Okay, so let me let me break this down. If it's if you're buying a property cash, it, the paperwork is not going to be that heavy. It's going to be about ten documents, and those documents are going to be in favor of the law firm. If the law firm messes up, this is how we can get our money. This is how we can fix the issue. And you have to agree to fix it. Okay. So when you are in it, it's pretty much that simple. When you're getting financing, that's when we're having these mm. Bible stacks of paper. And so the way that I try to tell my first time home buyers mm. is this, these are all the ways the lender can foreclose on you. If you stop paying for your mortgage, every document is here. Because at some point, a lender was sued and they won. Or maybe a lender tried to foreclose and they couldn't. So all the documents are in favor of the lender to make sure that if you don't pay your mortgage, that they can get their money back. Mm -hmm. So as a buyer, what is important to you out of this 150-page stack of paper? What is important to you? Mm -hmm. Number one, what's important to you is going to be your closing disclosure or your settlement statement. This is what outlines all the numbers. So you want to make sure that your credits are there. If the seller is giving $5,000 in closing costs, you want to make sure that's there. If you have put down earnest money, you want to make sure that that's there. You want to make sure the lender is not overcharging you. You want to make sure that the attorney's office is not overcharging you. And what you expect it to bring to closing is on that closing disclosure. The next big document that you want to make sure is correct is your note. This is your promise to pay back this loan and it has your interest rate on there. Mm -hmm. So if the whole time you've been speaking to your lender and your lender has said that you were getting a 2.5% interest rate, but you get to my closing table and that note says 5%, your interest rate is 5%. You want to make sure that on that note, it has your proper interest rate. And so that is a document that you care about. You also care about the title to your property. You want to make sure that your name is spelled correctly. You want to make sure that the legal description is correct so that you're buying and purchasing the correct property. You want to make sure that if you have a spouse that's supposed to be on that deed, that they are on that deed. Okay. You also want to look at your amortization. This is the most scariest document out of all of them, right? (laughs) It's all scary. It's all scary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, this one's scary, scary, because you're borrowing $250,000, but yet you're having to pay back $700,000. So this amortization outlines that, and it shows you how your scheduled payments go over the full life of the loan. And most of the time, people are getting 30 years for the loan. Mm -hmm. But I also educate you that if you um, pay more down on your principal, now this amortization, it switches, it changes, and now you're not paying as money back with the additional interest as you should. After that, it honestly doesn't matter what you're signing. You're either going to agree to it and get your house (laughs) or you're not. The lender is not going to negotiate anything. Mm -hmm. So sign them papers. (laughs) (laughs) I I have. I have to. Now, Now, Tiana, now see, you walking me into this door. 
You know, yes. you know, I've never met Tiffany in my life. Usually that's the case. You know what I'm saying? So I've been working. You've run me all over the neighborhood, walked me yes. into some properties I kind of like, I don't like. You know, you know, you might have oversold some stuff. And I walk in there and go, <laughs> okay, really? I don't know about that. You tell me, you know, he, he, they might say a million. I say, I want 500000 You say, look, I, you might well get out this building. Because ain't nobody going to give you that price for that. So you try <laughs> to keep a certain level of sanity in my purchasing mind. Now, when you're dealing with a person and they, how do, how do you establish that relationship with a potential client? Just walk us through that step process that you do, Tiana. Okay. So, you know, first things first, we have to have a consultation. I have to see where you are and you have to, you know, go through my processes (laughs) um, and see if it works for you Mm -hmm. and your, you know, it it could be you, it could be you and your family. It could be you and a significant other. Um, And so it just has to work for you. We have a consultation. We discuss the things that are important to your purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, We, we talk about uh, whether you're going to finance a property or whether you're going to purchase a property cash mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, way you're going to um, get the property conveyed to you. Typically it's finance. And as Tiffany discussed, once we get there, you're going to get that stack of papers. But prior to, we're going to go out and we're going to look at homes, whichever you're, you feel comfortable right. with that approval amount is, then we're going to go look at homes within that realm and, decide on what's the best property for you investment wise, because I oftentimes when people purchase their first property, it's not their forever home. And you have to understand that you may not get everything that you want within that first property, but it is your um, tool to building wealth for the next property or for the properties to come down the line. So it's vitally important that you speak with a reputable agent who understands the market and who is knowledgeable in the market because markets change and trends change. So uh, once we find the home that you want or find a home that's best fit for you, then I link you with (laughs) my preferred closing attorney, (laughs) Tiffany, and her, the lender, and myself. We get together so that we can successfully get you to the closing table. When you meet Tiffany um, as a first-time homebuyer, she walks you through every single step of the thick stack of papers yes, yes. that you'll go through. And you're going to say, why am I signing a document three or four times that yes. says that if this property forecloses, dot, dot, dot. And it's because they have to tell you over and over again what it is that you're signing. And so we just, basically, I'm a calming, I'm a calming agent to get you through this process because it can have a lot of ups and downs. And so I'm going to hold your hand the whole way through yes, and make you. sure that you're okay, you. even when thank we get you. to the bumps thank in the road. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this interview. I'm talking to two of the stars, there's six of them, but I'm talking to only two of them. Ladies who list Atlanta is a uh, six top notch females in the real estate profession sell the city of Atlanta. And, you know, it's a reality show, docu-series. So they have drama. They talk about their personal lives and sometimes arguments, which I always hate when I see arguments on the show. You know, and they always <laughs> want to always want to magnify the arguments, you know, like there's confrontation that's, uh, that, that drives my, my reason to watch. What drives my reason to watch is intellect. What drives my reason to watch is 
being able to get information. I think that's what we've advanced. And I, I appreciate this conversation. And you're delivering exactly what I thought I would get from you. You guys have educated me, educated my audience because of the fact that this show has value. And, it, and a lot of people don't understand that because they can get caught up into the looks, the clothes, the houses, the, the tone of the show. Well, the tone of the show is about six intelligent women who are making inroads into this business. I'm fortunate that I'm getting to speak to two of them. And if you listen to this show or watching this show, I hope your biggest takeaway is I want her to be my closing attorney. I want her to be the person that shows me my next home in the city of Atlanta or the state of Georgia because relationships, you want somebody who sells you your home to go into a room with a closing attorney that they know. Yes. That is very key because of the fact that if you go in and I, and I have been in a room, because I'm in Texas and I bought homes in Texas, I bought homes in Houston and Georgia as well. And I've been in a room where, you know, that person sitting across who is the, the title attorney, because they have these big companies around here. You walk around, it's like, it's like two or three companies just dominate all the title signings, you know, and they just uh-huh. strangers. They're just like H&R Block of titles, okay? You sit in they don't even know who you are. And they just want to push the paper around you. I really appreciate the relationship that you have and you that you're bringing into a family. I call that a family. Do you do you agree with what I'm saying, Tiffany? Um, yes. So it's kind of the same here. A lot of people look at this as a process, as a business transaction. I've worked for several um, different attorneys where it was. It was just a meal. Like, right. we get people and we get them out. I kind of even though we do the same thing here, I've kind of slowed it down a little bit. I implemented closings where we actually celebrate the buyer and the seller. So we'll have champagne here. (laughs) We will have parties. Sometimes we will have just different celebrations to let the buyer know, like you made it this far. Mm -hmm. This is a celebration. This is not just a business transaction. We take, um, pictures of the buyers when they're here and we have a keychain where we document their closing and we give that to them as a gift. It's a personal small gesture, but it lets them know that you're not just another person walking in here. We appreciate you. We are excited for you and we are going to celebrate you at the Hawes Law Firm. So yeah, you do have these big title companies where it's just business. Well, here it's not just business. You become a part of our family and we celebrate your family and your closing on your home. Well, you know, I want to close the interview by just switching over to Tiana Harrison. I said early in your academic um, career, you spent time at Tennessee State University. We all know now, you graduated from Georgia in Athens, Bulldog, national (laughs) champion. But we also know that the uh, publicity uh, uh, and that HBCU are getting, HBCU schools are getting. In fact, uh, also a weekend they had an HBCU game. And so mm-hmm. when you look at that, what what, are your, what is your take on the surge of uh, information that's being distributed and being promoted by HBCUs? I think that it is amazing that they're getting this publicity um, for HBCUs because I think it's a long time coming. Yes. Um, I am a, uh, my mother attended a HBCU. She attended Tennessee State University. Um, my cousins are, I mean, down the line, my cousin is Wilma Rudolph, who is an Olympian, um, a, a famous Olympian who attended Tennessee State mm-hmm. University. And so, 
as far as HBCU, HBCUs and the attention that they're garnering, I think that it's just a long time coming. And I am excited to see what the future holds um, because of what has existed within the, you know, collegiate realm of athletes that have gone to predominantly white universities. And now there's a switch up. And at a certain point in time, there must always be a pivot and a switch up. And we're going to see what happens Mm -hmm. next. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to thank both of you guys for coming on my show. Ladies, excuse me, I apologize for saying guys. Ladies who list Atlanta, <laughs> Tiffany Halls and Tiana Harrison is on the OWN Network. They're fantastic. I know we talk more about them than this show, but they are the show. They're two of the six <laughs> fantastic stars of the show's Ladies Who List Atlanta. Please come back on my show. I really appreciate the time and the energy. And y'all are good talkers, too. I love that. Again, you, <laughs> If you want to listen Thank to Ian, okay. we appreciate you, Rashawn, because you know when we when the two of us get together, we will be here all day. Well, so well, I, all that's day. why I know I'm gonna bring y'all back. Y'all, I love talking to y'all. If you want to listen to any of my interviews or uh, uh, see any of my interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>